Welcome to Bad and Busy Does Clean Beauty. Yes. We are in um, a different location today, so hopefully the audio is um, not too shabby. Just as good. And easily audible. Um, Before we start, we are going to include two Google Docs. So we're going to link them to our Facebook group, Bad and Busy. (laughs) And there'll be um, links got that. <laughs> in case you don't know what you're listening to. Um, and there'll be links in the description within the podcast below as well. Um, one will be the Clean Beauty Brand Bible with a list of Bad and Busy approved brands along with standout products, as well as Bad and Busy Clean Beauty 101, which has more info on you know how to read ingredients, labels, logos, um, some books that we recommend. Um, that will make digesting this episode a bit easier. Mm. All right, so let's go. Um, you know, clean beauty may be something that Gwyneth Paltrow spat out on Goop as a marketing ploy or reserved for the back shelf of a health food store for hippies, but not anymore. Natty beauty is pretty much mainstream with heritage brands. Launching lines and new Instagram-esque brands being born. Even Priceline is going green, mm-hmm. as I'm sure you would have noticed. I think the statistics around that are like one in five skincare products and now sold and natural. So there's that. But clean beauty is also quite complicated. Mm. The majority of us um, care more than ever about what we're putting on our skin. I know I do. Plus, we're more knowledgeable about labels as well as the impact certain synthetic ingredients and chemicals can have on our health. Not only that, we're more planet conscious too, being more sustainably savvy than ever. Personally, I'm an advocate, but you can do whatever you want. Throughout the episode, we share our knowledge and suggestions. Don't take it as Bible. It's always important to do your own research and ask for professional advice if you need it, but that's the beauty of the clean beauty. It's your choice and you can push it as far as you want to with your own personal meaning of clean. For me, it's you know using a mix of natural, non-toxic, no-nasties that can come under organic, natural, bio, biodynamic, which is even better. Um, but just because it's naturally derived doesn't always mean it's natural, so you always kind of have to do your own research. Another choice you have is how much of your beauty regime you want to be clean. Mine's about 85 to 90%. Um, It's my in real life day-to-day job to test and trial products and treatments. I get Botox and filler. I use acids and actives, but the majority of my routine is clean. So why should you care? The science of nasty ingredients can be murky but whatever you put on your skin is absorbed into your bloodstream. Chemicals, endocrine disruptors, the stuff that mimics hormones and interferes with their function, liver-loading toxins, carcinogens, the stuff that causes cancer, allergens, neurotoxins, preservatives, etc. The more toxins that you have in your body, alcohol, pollution, processed foods, the harder it is for your body to detoxify. So... Why add more to that when you can have a choice? Some things we can't control like exposure to pollution, but by limiting the amount of crap we load onto our skin, you'll be better off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it can feel super intimidating and like it's information overload. So that's why the best and easiest way to start is with body care. 
Your skin is your largest organ and also the body is obviously the biggest surface area of skin. So it makes sense um, to start with a body wash or soap, body oil and body lotion. Some good brands are Cora, Walida, Dr. Bronner's, EcoStore. This will all be in the Google Doc. Um, but my biggest one would be deodorant. Mm. It does take a while for your body to adjust, but it's the, this is also the perfect time of year to try it out. You know, we're still in winter. Um, I'll take you through later what I use, but it's Walida Akin Kopari. There's actually a lot on the market that's really, really good. So I feel like you just don't really have an excuse anymore. <laughs> and I'm a sweaty Jesus. person. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> um, from there, though, you can start to slowly replace products when they run out with natural versions, which is a great idea. Mm. And it doesn't have to be everything. If you love your foundation or your mascara or your shampoo, for example, um, great. Keep using them. You can mix and match and figure out as you go. That way you're not throwing a bunch of money at it either. But some easy key places to start would be things like hand wash and sanitizer, uh, soap, face cleanser, lip balm and lipstick. You literally eat it. Mm. Sunscreen for you and the environment. Yeah. So switch to zinc formulas. Nail polish is a big one and hair dye if you DIY at home. Yeah. But don't just listen to us. We had five minutes with founder of Mukti Organics, Mukti, and these are the key things she wants you to know. Hello, this is Mukti, the founder of Mukti Organics, and I'm here with Bad and Busy podcast to clear up some myths around natural beauty. So I'm going to start with some of the myths, and I think one of the biggest ones that I hear is that natural skincare doesn't work. Um, and I think this comes down to really the formulation and what's in the product. It depends on the molecular structure of the ingredients that are in the product. It depends on the synergy of those ingredients that are in the product. And it also depends on the delivery method as well. So if the product has things like osmolites or penetration enhancers or glycols, uh, whether the ingredients are micro-encapsulated. And another thing that I find too is that I'm not necessarily anti-synthetics, but I think there's safe synthetics, just as there's safe natural um, ingredients as well. So it comes down to really learning how to read a label in the finer details rather than just blanketly saying that natural products don't work. One product that you should throw away. Mm. This one, no one's probably going to like me on this one, but the one that concerns me the most, and it's because it's ubiquitous in just about every product, is putting a uh, perfume that is synthetic directly onto your lymph nodes. Now, the reason why I say that is because perfume has very, very small molecular structure and the place where you do tend to put it is behind your ears or in your lymph node. And because of the structure of the perfume and the different constituents in perfumes, there's a lot of fragrance allergies and you don't actually even know what's in your perfume as far as the ingredients are concerned because they are under the guise of the Trade Secret Act. So no one actually knows what is in a perfume and even the uh, raw materials or the constituents of those fragrances aren't, which may also be potential allergens, aren't listed 
on the perfume. So it's something that I would never put directly onto my skin and I would use it very sparingly and very wearingly. Um, uh, this is a big, big red flag for me and it would be the one ingredient or the one product that I would say use very, very uh, with caution or um, throw it out. In my book, Truth in Beauty, I have a section in there that helps you learn how to decipher and read a label and one of the key things that you can do when you're learning how to read a label is to simply divide it into thirds so the ingredients are listed by volume in descending order in the same way as they are with food products and most mainstream cosmetics consist primarily of water and fillers so you'll find them at the top of the list so you'll see aqua or water followed by silicon fillers uh, or dimethicones so if you divide the label roughly into three parts, that'll help you understand the percentage of active and organic ingredients. And then further down the list, the lower the percentage. So keep in mind that most of the active ingredients should appear above uh, or before the midpoint of the list. So the top third is the area where the ingredients constitute around 80 to 95% of the product. And this is the ingredient list. Uh, this is mainly what you're paying for. Then the middle third, which is about 4 to 12% of the product, is made up of oils, actives, emulsifiers and surfactants. And then the final third makes up around 1% to 4% of the product and usually consists of preservatives and fragrances and stabilisers. This is also where you might find your label claims. So if an ingredient is on the front of the label and then it's right down at the end on the back of the ingredient list, you know that it is just a label claim. She also shares her tips for biohacking and boosting your clean beauty approach. favorite biohacks I've got to try and stick to five so that's going to be difficult uh, one of my favorite ones is to dry body brush every day before I have a shower so that consists of using a, a um, natural brush a sisal brush and then you um, use it in an upward direction towards your lymph nodes and the top part of your body so I do my arms and then my legs and then I also use it in a circular motion around my stomach area. Um, it's initially quite painful, but it does help to uh, exfoliate any dead skin cells. And then I hop in the shower. Another one of my biohacks is at the end of my shower, I psych myself up to have at least one to two minutes cold shower, even in the middle of winter in Melbourne. And it's usually a case of mind over matter, but I find afterwards it helps to stimulate the brown fat, which is the good fat that you want to help raise your metabolism. It also helps your immune system. Um, it makes me feel like I'm Wim Hof, and it also um, helps my serotonin levels. So when I get out of the shower, even though it's quite intense when you're doing it, uh, it feels very invigorating afterwards, so I highly recommend that. Uh, the third one I recommend is, uh, if you're in a hurry, is to mix all your products together if you don't have time to layer them. So I will mix an oil and a serum and a moisturiser and then press them gently onto my face if I'm running short of time. 
Um, I don't think there's any really hard and fast rules around that. So if you are in a hurry, don't be scared to blend your products and then press them into your face. Another really good biohack is using a dermal roller, which we have. I highly recommend dermal rolling and uh, applying your serum and then dermal rolling them into the skin. That helps with creating fine micro channels and product penetration and enhancing the del delivery mechanism of the product. And then my fifth top biohack is a new collagen, bioactive collagen booster. And I recommend taking that every day. That will give you uh, enough collagen to replenish and replace lost collagen. Um, and it also has very um, amazing skin supporting ingredients that will help with age defying uh, and fortifying your skin. So they're my top five biohacks. Thank you. Let's talk about the boring but important stuff. Australian certifications are good. We're lucky. Um, in the US, it's much more lax and brands can pretty much say whatever they want. This is where greenwashing comes into play. Greenwashing basically means whatever the brand slaps on the front of the packaging doesn't always match what the ingredient label is on the back. Loads of brands use terms like green, natural, eco to make their products appear to have natural credentials despite the ingredients not being natural at all. If in doubt, look for logos and check the ingredient list. And if you can't make sense of, you know, half of the ingredients listed, then that's my rule for not putting it on my skin. Mm. Um, another good way is to just do a quick copy and paste and Google. Um, that way, you're, you know, you're learning as you go and then you'll be able to pick up um, next time you see it on a label and be like, oh, no, that's that foaming detergent that I don't want to put mm. on my face. Uh, we'll put all these in the Google Docs, mm -hmm. but uh, let's break it down a little further. Organic. This means grown without using synthetic pesticides or herbicides, plus cruelty-free and highly certifiable. Natural contains only natural ingredients, plants, flowers, minerals. However, Australian regulations around the use of this word are still a bit murky, so it's best to read the ingredients list too. Vegan is another one. It contains no animal ingredients or byproducts, even in the manufacturing process, and is also cruelty-free, obviously. Biodynamic, developed by the creator of skincare brand Willada. Thank you. <laughs> this uses farming practices that are stricter than organic and focus on cultivating a holistic and balanced ecosystem. Yeah, biodynamic is... The, the way one. to go. That's I was going to say. Super, super, super expensive. Re like oh. for the farmers and the brands, it's really hard, um, you know, compared to natural, I guess. But yeah. So if that, this is the other thing, like you don't have to, you don't have to make your whole beauty regime biodynamic or organic. You can pick products throughout, like some clean beauty products don't all have naturally natural ingredients, but they, what they do have is none of the crap um, that causes um, like leaching into your skin or, or none of the crap that causes cancer or has been known to irritate skin. Mm. Like you'll see, it'll say like no par no parabens, no phthalates, um, 
no SLES, no PEGs. Like that's fine. Go for that as well. That's clean too. But then these are kind of the the places that you can step further if you wanted to. Um, And we're going to put a list of ingredients to avoid in the in the Google Doc um, Mm. because I can't pronounce all of them. But and then they'll have kind of like what they are, and you can copy and paste them into Google and check out what they are. And if you don't want to put them on your skin, that's fine. Because I think there's some that are like they use to um, make like latex or melt plastic or something, and you put that on your face. Imagine. And there's – yeah, because isn't like formaldehyde or something? Yeah. Isn't that what they put on like um, – When they embalm yes. someone? Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's to, to keep everything – yeah. In there. Yeah. So that stuff is in skincare products and makeup. Yeah. So, <laughs> mate, I it's mean, so scary. It's even wild. if you think about some primers, primers are to fill in all your pores and make like a good surface base to start. Like yeah. if that would be awful to put some of the plastic kind of products. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think makeup's pretty bad. Um, especially cheap stuff mm. and primers, probably yeah, one of the worst ones. I I don't even know who uses a primer anymore. No, I don't think you need to use a primer, guys. No, depending on what your mood is, but and where you're going. So don't mm. don't be sucked into that. Um, some logos to look for are um, ACO or ACO, mm. Australian Certified Organic. It's one of the strictest organisations when it comes to organic certifications. Then there's Cosmos and that's certified organic and they have a certified natural. Mm. Um, It means that they must contain 95% organic ingredients while the natural certification requires ingredients to be organic, natural or of natural origin. And then, you know, the cruelty-free bunny logo, which is not tested on animals. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, We threw together some of our top 10 products we use and rate. Mm Mm-hmm. These are not listed in favourite to least favourite, but um, we'll throw them all on the docks. We've got Waleda Skin Food. It's a really good thick balm. Mm-hmm. Um, Player Endless Summer Spray. I haven't used that. It's amazing. Is so it? it's like a texture spray. I think Ash mentioned it in mm. her episode. Okay, so for hair. Yeah. Um, you said this one, Kelso? Oleo E Osso. Um, they have a few balms. This one's number five and I'll show you. Um, in my in our IGTV. Oh, um, okay. Clean Beauty episode, how to use it. It's a beautiful tinted balm, but they make like a normal, like a... Like a normal a cream. A clear one, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mukti's Antioxidant Facial Oil, Omega 3, 6 and 9. Yeah. Kels has mentioned this one before. Amazing. Mukti, also Bioactive Body Elixir. Oh, it's a dream. Ooh. Really, really beautiful body oil. Um, Miranda Kerr's brand Cora, Noni mm-hmm. Glow Face Oil. Yeah. And also body oil. I love oils, obviously. Oh. <laughs> if Face you haven't noticed. And body oil. Um, herb. Herbario cleansing Herbario. powder. Oh, you gave me this. Did I? And what were you, what was your thought? It's sitting there. Oh, you haven't used it? Nah. This chick, seriously. I'm re- that ex- I'm so glad Beauty that I is ha- wasted on you. God damn it. Well, in the in the video that we're going to film after this, I'll show you how to um how to use it. Perfect. Yeah. Cuz it does come in uh powder form yes. as it says. Je- one of my favorites is Jolique's Calendula Rescue Redness Restorative Serum because I am prone to be very kind of red and inflamed. 
And go to always has to mention face <laughs> hero oil. It has a lot of a lot of almond jojoba, lots and lots of different oils. Um, yeah, so check out our IGTV. That's Instagram TV, where I'm going to take Steph through my bathroom cabinet, literally. Okay. Um, another thing I wanted to mention was which I know we've touched on before, but it keeps coming up and a lot of people keep asking us about it, is deodorant. Mm. And I know that we just touched on it, but um, it, it does take your body like a couple of weeks to get used to it. Um, we'll lead to do a 24-hour, oh, I can't remember, it's like in an orange bottle, but it, I'll put it up on Instagram and in our IGTV. I can also make one which I took to Thailand when it was like oh. – High, balmy, balmy. crazy humidity and like 40 degrees and that was fine. Um, it, it worked. So and this is the other thing that we've talked about before. Like you don't have to use it every day if you don't want to. If you're going to a wedding and it's peak summer, right. wear, a de- wear an antiperspirant if you want to. That's yeah. your choice. You have the choice. But for every day and especially in winter when you're not sweating as much, whack on a natural deo. They come okay. in – the roll-ons are great. They're just totally normal, like a normal roll-on. They're not like salt bars these days. Yeah, and I don't like those balm ones. They don't work for me, but there's heaps of balms out there that like that um, chicken – black chicken that people rate. Mm. Yeah. Okay. What's some other stuff that we can do, Steph, to kind of like help the clean beauty process along? Um. So back to basics, something that we talk about but I need to implement more is drinking water. Eating whole, nutritious foods. You are what you eat. You are what you put into your body. Lymphatic drainage is a good one. So massage, dry body brushing, exercising and St. Mary's thistle. Yeah, because that helps the toxin, your body release more toxins. So it kind of supercharges the detoxifying process. Mm. Um, getting enough sleep. Can't stress that one enough because they don't call it beauty sleep for no reason. Your body is repairing when you sleep. So it's Mm -hmm. super, super important to get enough. We can't walk around like zombies. Um, Supplements to support a healthy diet and skin, such as zinc, essential fatty acids like fish oil or evening primrose, and vitamin C is a good one. Yeah. Um, If you guys have any questions, ask away. Um, Hit us up on um, our closed Facebook group where you can get in on the discussion or like our Facebook page. Um, there's going to be a link there with the Google Docs. There's also going to be one in the description below. Um, follow us on Instagram at listen too bad and busy, and don't forget to rate and subscribe. Mm-hmm.